Good evening. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Good evening. Good evening. Oh, no one's yeah, we're here, here and the recording has started. Okay, good. I'm playing with the buttons tonight. All right, well, here we are. Source of love, another evening of love. Um, we have Judy, Reverend Bill, Gloria, and of course myself. If anybody joins us along the way, great. We uh, will be starting this evening with, in the Dialogues Unveiled with um, paragraph 21, but we'll back up to 20 and we'll read a couple of these paragraphs and we'll get some dialogue going. And then we're going to have to make a decision going forward how we're going to go along. We're going to even keep this call going and how, what I want to do with it. So but I wanted to read something that I looked at tonight, and I know we've heard it in the past, but it sang, kind of went to my heart, and I'm going to read it somewhere in the dialogues. It's in the, in the section called Acceptance of the State of Grace of the Newly Identified Child of God. And it's two nice paragraphs. So just settle back. Open your heart. Just listen with your heart. And that's how it starts off. Open your heart. For the one who dwells there in union with all will emerge from this opening. What once a tiny pinprick of light becomes a beacon as you open your heart and allow your true identity to be what it is, even within your form. You are in grace and union with the source and the cause of unity. Be no longer causeless. You and your source are one. We are no longer the personal selves who were separate and alone. We are the Christ selves. We dwell in unity. Our identity is certain. This is the truth. We are no less than what we once was. Water but more. Where once we were empty, we are now full. Where once we dwelt in darkness, we now dwell in the light. Where once we had forgotten, we now remember the who I am. Now I go forth to live who I am. Now as we, I'm going to read that again, as we go forth to live as who the I am within the world to make cause and effect as one and union with the source of love and all creation the reality. I read that earlier to myself and I said I had to read it aloud again to my fellow travelers. Open your heart. So with that said, you have Judy, Reverend Bill and Gloria I'm going to ask Judy to start us off with 19, Reverend Bill 20, Gloria 21, and then I'll read a couple, and we'll open up the dialogue, and maybe somebody will join us, and we'll have more dialogue going on. Judy, you want to start with 19, please? Yes, I will. Thank you. I mean, excuse me, 20. Excuse me, 20. Oh, 20. Okay. 20. Uh, Okay, here we go. 
20. How little have we seen roles as boundaries, agendas as restrictions, goals as non-acceptance of what is, disagreement as judgment? How does one function without time limitations, scheduling, facilitators, and participants? How does one assure that each voice is heard, that equal value is given to each comment? How do people gather together with no structure? What would keep such a gathering from disintegrating into a free-for-all, a celebration, a last test, a crying jag? Pass. How hard are you still working, willing to work to remain restricted and to restrict others? How hard are you still... She said, I will read 21. She said. That's what she yeah, 21. Then... No, Judy read 20. You're reading 21. I'm sorry. That was my mistake, Gloria. I backed oh, up on okay. too many. Yeah, you... Okay. You're going to read after Reverend Bill. That was my mistake. It's late. All right. I'm tired. Thank you. It's been a long day. Okay. It's 8 o'clock here at night. I'm ready to go. These words are so wonderful. I'm going to start from the topic. How hard right. are you still willing to work to remain restricted and to restrict okay. others? How hard are you still willing to work to keep boundaries up and accomplish something rather than getting to know yourself and each other. How determined are you to discuss certain topics rather than to let ideas flow? How unwilling are you to allow the irrelevant? How afraid are you of your inability to listen to the personal without judgment? How afraid are you of being asked for advice or an opinion? How strongly do you fear the discomfort that might ensue from being real? Just how unspiritual do you think it would be to admit to fears and discomfort? Or just how awful do you think it would be to grow frustrated or angry, or to disagree. 22. How willing are you to leave the dialogues as topic in order to end the dialogue? How willing are you to leave behind the wisdom of the Course to discover and offer your own wisdom? How willing are you to accept the wisdom of the one voice and the many and the many and the one. Read 23 and 24, Gloria, 23 and 24 also. Okay. How willing are you to listen? How willing are you to receive? How willing are you to offer your gifts? How willing are you to accept the gifts of others? How willing are you to accept differences? How willing are you to allow yourself to be fully who you are in the present moment in the company of those with whom you gather? 
Pass. Well, ladies and gentlemen, he's asked many, many questions. There's been statements with a lot of questions here. And it kind of makes me think of each individual, my, my own individuality, I should say. And I question every one of those when he asked. So let's back up to 21. And let's see how we, the three or four of us, look at some of those questions and how we can answer them on a personal level. And can we do that without fear or discomfort? Can we be free and let the, you know, the dialogue flow with no judgment, not afraid to be asked to advise, let the free flow of dialogue go. Feel safe enough in a space where we make for each other to answer these questions in a very personal level. We all agree that it's a good way to go forward? Yep. The floor is open. Well, in that paragraph, and it's pretty straightforward to see, do, are we going to continue on in our human state or are we willing to expand? Are we willing to be open? And as I read it, are we willing to simply be present and respond from our heart to whatever situation that arises? Um, Uh, between the, the the matters of control described in there as the one alternative or the matters of judgment. Um, about that question, how unwilling are you to allow the irrelevant? In other words, let the irrelevant come through and observe what's there for us in that instance or in that situation. Certainly not to knock it down or to shut it down. It may be the perfect matter, the perfect topic or the perfect item for someone else in their awakening journey. So in that case, how do we use that? How do, how do we allow that well, to bring forward power, bring, bring forward love, bring forward the power of love? and inspiration. And then uh, the next sentence is there about personal judgment. <clears throat> That's a day-to-day thing. That's a moment-to-moment thing, actually, at least at this point. And I recognize that there's a huge shift that has occurred in terms of a willingness to just step back and be quiet and, and close down the busy mind the busy mind. <clears throat> Are you complete? Uh, Are you complete? Yeah, I'd I'd say so. 
Uh, I have a question. And I know you have, Judy has, and even Gloria working in unity. We've all participated or we've all at some point have had, you know, worked as a facilitator or, you know, had a group and a meeting in your personal life too in business where, you know, you had a group of people, humans, humans with every thought, every sorrow, every anger, every every emo- human emotion permeating through each individual, coming together as one. And that's what he's saying to me in these paragraphs, that how do you function among each other as an individual and as one with your brothers and sisters? You know, he's... Like he said in other paragraphs about being a facilitator, you know, do you impose restrictions? Do you allow the free flow? Do you allow the humanist to come out? Do you sit back and judge? You know, and Reverend Bill, you you know, your years of you know as a minister too. I'm sure that you know these questions that his. It's making us look at what is true dialogue. True dialogue. Yeah. I mean, this is how I'm reading it. You know, how hard are you still trying to remain restricted or to restrict others? You know, that's questions you I ask myself personally. Or, you know, any time we take that role, how willing are you to leave dialogue, leave the dialogue on the topic in order to enter? Enter the dialogue, become part of it, not be outside. It, it's so deep. These questions go so so deep, so personal to each and one each uh, one of us. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's one pat answer to any of them. It's all personal, <laughs> right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I was just. Re- I'm sorry, Paula. Are you complete with that? Yeah, yeah. I'm or, just throwing okay. that out there. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. I just going back to twenty, just the first one. How mm-hmm. little have I seen my role as quote unquote teacher as a boundary? You know, just that first one reminded me, and I did, I did. These are all things that I don't know about the rest of you, but I know these are all things that I was taught. You know, just living in the world that this is how you're supposed to be, quote unquote. And I bought into it, I suppose, like we all did, until we come to A Course in Miracles or and A Course of Love and, and everything else that shows us there is a different way. There is a different way of being. And I know that um, as a teacher, as a facilitator for all those years that I did that, I did a lot of the time, not all the time, but... A lot of the time, for most of the time, I have to confess and admit, I did see my role, quote-unquote role, as a teacher facilitator. It, it became, it was a boundary. Even though I tried not to make it a boundary, in my mind, and, it, and I think a lot of that was because I probably didn't have, you know, I was in my early 30s when I began this, <clears throat> and I remember at that time, I didn't have a whole lot of confidence. And so... I think to protect myself, I probably put up a boundary. I probably erected a boundary around myself and said, 
<clears throat> you know, to myself and, of course, to everybody who came to any one of my uh, classes or workshops that, yes, I am facilitating this class or I'm teaching this class. And for me, it was like a, a blanket that I would put around myself, and that was a boundary. So just that very first question, that rolled as a boundary, it struck me. And agendas, you know, and, you know, an agenda. I mean, I always had an agenda. Um, I didn't know any better. I always had an agenda. And they are restrictive, very restrictive, because they don't allow for anything to flow freely. And I remember once when I was um, in a teacher's instructor's course, um, I remember the teacher at that time said he was going to try something new and different. And he was going to basically, it was a very structured, structured course that I was learning how to teach and facilitate. And I remember the instructor said at one time, he said, I'm going to run a class and I'm going to let the class teach itself. In other words, he was going to move aside from the structure of the four-day course and he was going to just present it in a way that allowed the class to teach itself. And it was hugely successful. Yes, there, you know, there was a lot of uh, hemming and hawing and a lot of unwillingness to share, but I think that, I don't know, to me that sounded pretty normal. I, I don't know if any of you have run into it. Um, but it was, you know, it, it was a good experiment, and I saw the difference between having an agenda and having something be free-flowing. And it was different. It was just really different. And a goal, I can absolutely see having a goal is definitely a non-acceptance of what is. Um, and a disagreement, if somebody, if I disagree with somebody, is that a judgment? You know, mm -hmm. I'm still a little bit, you know, I'm still a little bit not so sure about that one. Okay, so I keep coming back to it. And the next one that really struck me was, um, how hard am I will, still willing to work to remain restricted? Well, that's oh, yeah. an inside job. Yeah, that, that to mm -hmm. me is an inside job. That to me is something that if I am not willing to remain restricted, then I've got to unblock myself. Nobody's going to do it for me, so I need to unblock myself. So without kind of going into all of the questions that are presented here, just those few, I just wanted to share that with you all. So I'm complete for now. Yeah, thank you, Judy. Thank you. And, you know, I keep looking at that first line in 21, that first question, because it goes beyond those two first questions, how are you willing to remain restricted and to restrict others, and how mm -hmm. hard are you still willing to work to keep boundaries up and accomplish something rather than getting to know yourself and each other's. It is an inside job in that case. How willing are you getting to know yourself and each other? I mean, these That's kind of our, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I'm saying these questions go deep. Mm -hmm. They're soul-searching. Yeah, I know. Reverend Bill and Gloria, I know you both have uh, been teacher facilitators and, like myself, mm -hmm. are a reverend. So how do you handle it? I mean, how do you, how mm -hmm. do you guys handle it? Well, um, hmm. Plenty came up as we were reading this material, and I, and I look at it and I recognize uh, where we are today and where I want to be today, and it in effect is in a state of a dialogue that uh, 
is the space or is the space for for people to be open with whatever they have to offer, whatever they have to share, and to allow that to be. And Got it. if there's some if there's some discomfort on my part with it, um, it's the opportunity for me to look within and to and to see what what's going on in that regard. So. Uh, this and recognizing that that the emphasis here is that this is in dialogue which which we are now morphing into as opposed to um, going into a situation where I have a plan I have an agenda and and I need to make sure that that agenda gets met or I'm looking to have that agenda get met instead this is this is more this process of just opening up and allowing people to say whatever is there for them and to trust that something is going to unfold for all of us through that matter, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Trusting. So, you know, and, and I guess it's pretty easy for me to say that now because where, I, where I'm at these days is... Um, not as a leader in any group, but uh, but now first and foremost in these groups uh, that I'm facilitating, as well as groups that I participate in with other Course of Love and Course of Miracles um, spirits, that that this is the format that. I bring into the discussion and and the beautiful aspect of that is that that means I'm also coming up with coming in with an open mind and an open heart to what is to be realized and shared what comes up in the present moment that's awesome so yeah. so that that I, I as you ask that now I say that I'm grateful <laughs> that in these situations here that that I'm able to be in that state. And I then look at other groups that I'm involved with now, uh, some interfaith church councils uh, and some, uh, some people uh, focusing on anti-racism, that I bring that same intention, that energy into it, not so much with an agenda or to minimize any agenda that I have, but just to speak about what comes up. And, uh, and, I, and I feel like that's the benefit that is serving those groups, those teams as well. I may have a vision or an idea that I can share, but I'm also immediately willing to be open to other directions or wanting to encourage people to be able to speak what's there for them as well. So um, this awesome. five or six years, both. I've said a lot, I know, but these five or six years have, have just made this clearer and clearer, much more enthusiastic. And um, 
Less, less control, <laughs> way far less control. Than May I jump in the, I just have to intersect, interject here. So I have, and I've known you now for quite a few years, and I will say definitely <laughs> there has been a change, Reverend Bill, and it's yeah. a breath of fresh air. Well, thank you, Paula. Thank you. Yeah. I, I haven't known you that long, but I can honest, and I can honestly say that what you have just shared um, really spoke to my heart. What I felt was that you really see the entirety of, of something, and I see your approach as being two-pronged as, and both willing to share and willing to listen. Very, very open, and it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Yeah, thank you. And uh, uh, there's a there's a president of a interfaith council group over in um, Riverside who I just have a sweet, powerful relationship with. He, he he's in science of mind, but he he's got background in the course of miracles, as does his wife. And so uh, we we just we just light up when we when mm. we talk when we connect with one another and it's 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 just like a open forum. Oh, the tone's off. Good evening. Somebody just joined us. I'd like to announce who you are. Yeah, just Miguel. Oh hi Miguel. Hi Miguel. Hello. We, we hi, just Miguel. read through we just hey. read through paragraph twenty, twenty one and up to twenty four. And if you had an opportunity to read those or read them now, it's filled with question upon question that Jesus is asking. Yeah. And it all goes to how, you know, the flow of dialogue from the inner and the outer. What is true dialogue and how much are we willing to accept and answer with the truth of who we are? And I'm going to shut those tones off. Maybe I should leave them on. Nice to know someone's coming. So would you like an opportunity to just to read those quickly and join in the dialogue? Miguel, unless yeah, you yeah, yeah, more. yeah. I, I feel we should, I, uh, I mean, I'm not read and I, I will read them now, but I feel we have to try to answer every question one at a time. That's what we've been doing. <laughs> little by little. <laughs> we've been doing that. <laughs> Would you like to jump in right now with anything that you would like to qu- the question? No, thank you. I'll just take a few minutes to read. I just got in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had you know been on for a little while, and I think we all have been reading these over and over. And I know I look at some of them, and they speak to me very on a personal level. You know, and it's really because it's actually, for me, what I'm reading, it's like it's... It is on a personal level, you know, how we ask the question. How, are, how afraid are you of your inability to listen to the personal without judgment? How afraid are you being asked for advice or an opinion? How strongly do you feel the discomfort? Just how unspiritual do you think it would be to admit to fears or discomfort? I mean, it's like it, he's asking us to go within in the heart of ourselves, the heart center. 
being and answer these questions. And that's who we are when we're in the flow of true dialogue, our true selves. Otherwise, we're playing that role. Got to be my way or no way. I'm the teacher. I'm the facilitator. Ah. And that could set the different tones within a group of people. You know, it could invoke argument. It's like he's asking us to be open to the flow. Great question. You can really ponder them all, each individually on your own. You know? How willing are you to listen? <laughs> How willing are you to receive? Wow. You're so searching. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, for me, the questions are not... Uh easy to decipher, so to say, before I answer the way they are asked. So I would like to answer, uh, try to answer each one right now. You, 21, how hard are you willing to work to remain restricted and to restrict others? No, I don't want to work hard at that at all. I want to, I, I want to, I do not want to remain restricted who would like to be, and to, I do not want to restrict others, although before I have tried to restrict others. Uh, how hard are you still willing to work to keep boundaries up? No, I don't want to work hard at all, but do I know? The, at the same time as I say that, I have the question, but do I know uh, how not to work hard to work at what I have always done? Uh, to keep boundaries up and to accomplish something rather than getting to know yourself and each other. So I'd rather say, I want to forget my old ways and I want to get to know myself and each other that way. And so I I will simply have to be alert that I'm not working hard at something else when I am just wanting to know, know myself and each other. How determined are you to discuss certain topics rather than to let ideas flow? I certainly want to let ideas flow and not uh, demand that uh, uh, you know we discuss certain topics only because only because he is giving me the hint what's the right thing to do i mean you know that didn't come from me you know i mean I, i'm i'm following his hint here i want to let ideas flow instead of discussing certain topics but even if i think about the discussing topics like in more than 30 years of course in miracles didn't uh, didn't help any um, how unwilling are you to allow the irrelevant? Now, that question is asked in a way that I do not immediately understand clearly what <laughs> what I'm being asked. How unwilling are you to, <coughs> to allow the in- uh, irrelevant? And the key point for me is irrelevant. What? Uh, but uh, uh, I really don't... Un- 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 it's, it's a little bit confusing to me. Uh, so... It is saying, perhaps he's saying, do, do you even know what is irrelevant? Uh, I don't I don't know. Can anyone, how do you all see this? How unwilling are you to allow the irrelevant? Um, it, it, to me, it's a control. I'm able to answer that right away. You know, for me, when I read that, it's like if you're in a flow of this dialogue and somebody speaks up that's irrelevant to the present conversation or the topic, are you allow are you allowing it to take it another 
you know, allow it. Step back and not control the situation and let this individual bring in a topic that's irrelevant to what had been previously discussed or currently discussed. It's tolerance. It's acceptance. Mm-hmm. So, so you're talking that's, about acceptance, tolerance. Tolerance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the tolerance. Me, Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm thank you for the clarity because this question, the way it is asked, is deliberately asked that way. So I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what is. <laughs> Are you yeah, unwilling <laughs> to allow the? You know, that's the control. You know, that's that teacher yeah. or that. You know, it's my way or no way. You know, this is what yeah. I'm determined. My agenda. You know, I want to accomplish what I want to set out, not what you want to discuss. I deem it irrelevant, but that soul might think it's very relevant at that time to be, to be spoken. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Paula and Miguel. That was, uh, that was great. I needed to hear that. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the next one, how afraid are you of your inability to listen to the personal without judgment? How mm-hmm. afraid you to listen to the personal without judgment? Well, I'm not, uh, I may not have, uh, uh, I may have been unable to listen to the personal without judgment before, but I'm not afraid that I'm not unable uh, because now I do not want to judge. I want to listen without judgment. I don't think that, mm-hmm. that's hard. Uh, simply mm-hmm. because of the course of love, because how I have grown. How strongly do you fear the discomfort that might ensue from being real? How strong do you, yeah, yeah, that definitely, that is, that is definitely, there is a slight uh, fear that um, the discomfort that might ensue from me being real, and that I will know only when I face it. Um, that I am aware that that could be, that I may not have yet faced a situation where I was being real and then the discomfort that ensued. Yes, definitely. I, that's an unknown for me completely, that area. Uh, I can mm. only know when I get there. Uh, and then, just how unspiritual do you think it would be to admit to fears or discomfort? No, I have no problem with that anymore. I have, I think I have spoken about everything to somebody. And I don't mm-hmm. think, I went, think I have anything to hide anymore about that. Uh, just how awful do you think it would be to grow frustrated or angry or to disagree? Um, no, it won't be awful, but uh, again, uh, I I don't feel I am, uh, I have enough experience, actual experience, where I have been angry or I have expressed disagreement or frustration in such a setting, like a course in course of love group, uh, that, uh, yeah, that I have, I don't have enough experience in that not only there, but in other places, venues too, to say um, how I would, you know, that I feel totally comfortable. But I know that I should be, uh, that I know that I want to be express anger. I mean, of course, not, ex- of course, uh, to grow, well, it doesn't say express. It would be to grow frustrated or angry. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, 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 I'll revisit that. How awful do you think it would be to grow frustrated or angry or to disagree? Uh, the first two, frustrated, angry, no, it won't be awful at all. I'm, I have no problem. I get angry many times during these groups. I get frustrated many times. 
but uh, disagreeing in I mean that's you know in, in within myself mm, uh, but to, but to disagree that uh, <laughs> I don't have enough experience with that and I don't think it's worth it <laughs> that's what I feel right now <laughs> so I'm complete with that paragraph now I've answered all the questions mm-hmm. thank you Mikhail thank you for your openness and willingness yeah How, how, how many paragraphs did you read, do you think, um, you said? We, we actually read beyond that. We read, we, I, we read 22 and 23 okay. and 24 because they still were, you know, uh, full right. of questions. Yeah. And that first one in 22 is really, uh, how willing are you to leave the dialogues as a topic in order to enter the dialogue? Well, I, I would like to answer that. I'm very, very, very eager to do that. Very eager. Not only in this particular uh, forum, but everywhere. Oh, a- absolutely. Because, because, yeah, that is the whole nature of creation, to be in dialogue. And, oh, yeah, I'm very, I'm chomping at the bits to, to, to know that that's what I am doing or being in the world. Being being in dialogue. Mm-hmm. How willing okay. I would like to, next two questions. How willing are you to leave behind the wisdom of the course to discover and offer your own wisdom? Very much. I know. I know. Uh, even quoting Jesus to me, quoting Jesus has be, becoming has become for a while now increasingly distasteful. Although Jesus is the ultimate for me, ultimate or third for me, but quoting him is like, um, what is the word? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not even worse than riding on someone's coattails, hanging on. Plagiarism is the word you're looking for. Say again. <laughs> Plagiarism. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no I don't feel, uh, not even that. I feel it's like a cop out. It's like a cop out. Mm. To quote yeah. Jesus, I am. I, at one time I used to, but no longer. It is not even tasteful to me to quote him. For me, I'm saying me. I don't care who else does it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it's becoming. How willing are you to accept the w- wisdom of the one voice in the many, and the many in the? I know I have to do it. I know this is the way it must be. I must be hearing the voice of God in everyone, uh, voice and the many in the one, of the many in the one. That what does that mean? Many in the one. In in other words, when one brother is speaking, he's speaking for the many. Is that what it means to you? It's to realize that in the one is the many. That the oneness, when one is speaking, it's the one. I mean, this is what I'm hearing. What the wisdom of the one voice in the many, and the many in the one. And, and it's not a capital zero, you know, it's one. It's one, like like somebody could be speaking, but knowing the oneness of all of us, they're speaking for all of us, that one person. Yeah, yeah, okay. The shared consciousness. Yeah, I would, that's, the, I would, that's the word, my, shared consciousness. Yeah. My take on that is that that would be the the how willing are we to recognize the truth 
that is here within every one of us, the truth that we share, mm-hmm. the truth that is at the foundation of, of whatever other topic or subtopic may be being described, that, that there's a guideline there of, of recognizing that one truth that we all share, that perhaps all of us can be lightened up by whatever the discussion is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd like yeah, to yeah. to the to that first sentence. I just really enjoy that. How willing are you to leave the dialogues as a topic in order to enter the dialogue? In other words, whatever guidelines or ideas or thoughts of what a dialogue is supposed to look like that I come into with an expectation that this is what's going to happen to leave that behind and simply just be in a dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, then, um, and, and then we see this applying to um, the wisdom of the Course of Love, and I would say the Course of Miracles. Um, are we willing to leave behind and just come with an empty slate into a conversation, a dialogue with others, with no rules, no boundaries, no guidelines, but instead just be in that space and be in a space where we are just completely open-hearted, open, open to what comes up for us, what we discover that we want to share in that moment. And I'd suggest that that's, those are the true gifts that come up for me, like in the different Course of Love groups that, that I'm involved in now, is where I don't have an answer, but I'm willing to <laughs> discover one that's like the continuation of what someone else has said. Mm-hmm. It's to accept. Uncomplete. Somebody else's wisdom. Yeah, share, that that might be that shared wisdom between mm-hmm. another and myself, or 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 let's say a springboard. In fact, I'd suggest that that has happened several times in our gatherings here as we've been working through this material. That mm-hmm. somebody somebody offers something and it's like a springboard for others to just continue to take it further deeper, higher, whatever you want to call it. And, and you know wow. where it goes. Thanks, for, thanks yeah. for that, Reverend Bill. Yeah. I've experienced that. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. But you know, no, yeah. yeah, it's what I have noticed too and what I noticed within myself that it's that, how can I put this and make myself clear? Like, you know, Oh, it just went right through my head. It just flew right in and right out. When, you know, when there is a dialogue and the individual feels like they, like you were saying, Reverend Bill, you don't have the answer. And that's okay. And even if you have an answer, not necessarily the answer the individual soul wanted to hear, but it's like we all come from our own individuality. No one is above, no one's less. We're all on an equal basis. So there is no facilitator, there's no teacher. We're all teachers. 
still when we're in this dialogue, it's like to accept that person's answer and hear it the way I'm supposed to hear it. And the soul next to me is going to hear it the way they want to hear it. That's dialogue. Allowing. Maybe I'm going off on this. I know what I was mm-hmm. trying to get to. I get right. it. Got it? Yeah, I got yeah. it. Yeah, it's like, you know, don't feel like... You, and, you know, let's face it, Reverend Bill, you facilitate. You Like I am, I, I open the call, I give a little you know, centering prayer, and there's people there that has never read the book, read it for the first time, people that are very knowledgeable of the book, and there's going to be questions, and we don't always have the answer. And to try to say, well, I'm the teacher, I have to have an answer. No, you don't. I don't. The answer comes. It might not even come from me. It might come from another individual in, in the class or in, in the session. And it, it's even okay to say, I really don't have an answer that I can truly offer. And that's where the, the control goes out and there's a flow because now everybody's on an equal basis, you might say. Mm. Um, yeah. Are you getting my drift? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I totally get it. Okay. I'm drifting yeah. off somewhere. I'm, I'm totally exhausted this evening. I've been to about three different classes today. Three oh my different God. modalities. And my head is like like somewhere in the galaxy. I don't know where it is. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to receive? Are you willing to offer your gifts? Are you willing to accept the gifts of others? And this is the big one. Are you willing to accept differences? Those are big questions. That's the soul searching. And you they really are big will. questions. Uh huh. I have questions. And this one paragraph uh, just how awful do you think it would be to grow frustrated or angry? or to disagree. I don't even know if I have an answer. I don't know how awful. I don't even know if I think I know how awful it would be to grow frustrated or angry or to disagree. I have grown frustrated and angry, and I have disagreed. And I don't know how awful it would be to, to do that. I mean, there's some part of me that says, well, it's not awful to grow frustrated or angry or disagree, I'm human. And I'm going to grow frustrated at times, and I'm going to grow angry at times, and I'm going to feel that I disagree with people sometimes. But if I think it's awful, then what is that? What am I saying about myself? I'm saying, am I saying I don't accept myself, or am I saying I don't accept that aspect of myself? I don't even know. So I'm throwing this out here to you guys as, as a group. I just don't know. Does anybody have any idea? And that's a question. I just want to throw it open there. But see, to me, that's an individual. That's an individual question. I, my aunt, you know, it's, we all read that in our own individual way. I don't like when I, I'm yeah. angry. I feel. I think it's awful. I don't like being angry. 
And I don't like to disagree because I don't like consultation. I get frustrated. I don't like those feelings. I do feel... Me neither. And I, I haven't had them, but I don't like them. And in the moment, I'm enjoying being angry because I'm letting something come up, but then when I... It leaves me, like, depleted. So, I think it's an individual answer to that. I don't think any one of us can answer for the many. I think only for the one ourselves. I don't know. I guess it was just the words, how awful do I think it would be if I grow frustrated? How how awful do I think it would be Mm -hmm. to grow frustrated at something? Well, sometimes I do. Mostly I don't. But the occasion that I do feel frustrated or the occasion that I do feel angry, um, I don't like those times any better than you do. (laughs) I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if it's awful. I think that when I'm frustrated or angry, it's because something has triggered me. Inside job? You bet. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an inside job because I know I don't like feeling that way. Um, and I know that whenever I get triggered, uh, for the most part, I'm getting to recognize more and more that my triggering is something deep-rooted, maybe God knows how far back it may go. I know it's definitely not the current situation. And I'm getting clearer and clearer on that, that when I do get frustrated or angry or when I feel like I want to disagree with everything and everyone all the time, I realize that I'm just being triggered in the current moment, in the current situation, and that the roots of this issue, whatever that issue happens to be, definitely go way, way back. I mean, there's some root there that I haven't, you know, plucked out yet. And so, yeah, I, hate, I don't like the feeling at all. I don't. I like you. It depletes me, too. I don't like it. Mhm. Again, yeah, inside job. Go ahead, though. Uh, yeah, I, I I was attempting to talk for the last couple of minutes and then realized I was on mute. Wasn't I was being good? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I have I have one individual who's devoted to this journey and this work who um, at times. I I wonder how they are going along with with uh, with what what's what or their way of expressing what they're saying. And uh, I watch my judgment kick in, where I'm recognizing that there's a real strong investment in being right. And then I watch myself getting into a place of being right about it as well. Uh, so I recognize that uh, with this particular friend, one committed to this journey as well, uh, and I I feel that rub come up from time to time, and I've come to realize that I can fully accept his way or her way of expressing themselves and and saying the core of their beliefs, their core of their being 
that, that is being expressed in a way that's different than what I would expect, yet I know from my relationship with this person that, that we're on the same path with some slightly different uh, measure or means of it. Uh, but so I've recognized that it's okay for them to express themselves and um, to allow that to be and to watch for what unfolds as a result of that. Because it, yeah. and so um, uh, I've been given that opportunity. Yeah. And I, I can recall in the past when uh, at different times I would be certainly in disagreement or want to get a point across. But I, I'm looking back, and that was quite a while ago. Cause I, and I would say, too, that this same direction, this same openness and acceptance and allowing people to speak what they want to speak at any point has gone on within the Course of Miracles work where I have uh, facilitated groups there. That's the only way that... Um, that awakening is going to unfold by others being able to express what's there for them at that point and trust that they're in the same journey that I am, that we are, and that uh, their means of expressing it or their means of describing it or or wanting to do something with it um, is perfect for them now. May I interject and at this moment, Reverend Bill, what you just said? Was that? I said, may I interject something, what you just said? Yes, by all means. You Please. Some great words and the opportunity for that to allow that to be. So, what you were then saying that you allow this, it was an opportunity for, well, I would look at that as an opportunity for me to go in to know that it's something within myself, too, that was triggered, you know? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would not have, you know what I'm saying? The further discussion would not have ensued. But you said it I was do. an opportunity. It is an op- it, Those are those opportunities to go within. Mm-hmm. And yep. to, to discern where is that feeling coming from, why? And, you know, to learn from it, to know from it, from within myself and for the soul, the one that's giving me that opportunity. Right? <laughs> and I love when I, you open up. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing up the term competition. And uh, whereas competition could fit in that, but it's more, uh, there's that initial rightness, okay, that's there that I get to observe, I get to watch, and and I Mm -hmm. get to question. Um, And and invariably, uh, we continue on uh, in a, in a, Cooperative, harmonic state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
What about may other bands? Judy, may I stop this one moment? You know, we've been yeah. to three of us. There is a fourth who've been listening. And a fifth. <laughs> Gloria. Gloria, yeah. would you like to step up? We have kind of monopolized. Yeah, Gloria has stepped away for, oh, for okay. at this point. So, oh, okay. I didn't want to think that, you know, you know, we always have to leave room without, you know, remembering there are other people. Are you still with us, Miguel? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Right. Just checking. Okay, I would just like to add that, John. Bill, I really appreciated what you said. It seemed to add a counterpoint to what I have always felt was just mainly my own inside job and you show me that there is another way and yet at the same time I don't know I I've never really tried it that way I always seem to put it always back on myself and know that it's always my responsibility if I'm angry frustrated or in great disagreement or judgment of anything or anyone that's my stuff and I agree with what you said about just allowing them to be and to do and to say and to express. I think that's, um, I think your point was, was uh, well made and I, and I absolutely took it. So, um, and then again, at the same time, I still feel that whenever I am feeling something, uh, this is my stuff. I mean, I'm the one that's experiencing the feeling of frustration or anger or disagreement or whatever it is that I may be experiencing. And so uh, whatever was said or expressed or done that uh, triggered me to to those angers or frustrations or disagreements, um, that's always my stuff to look at. That's always my own inside mm-hmm. job. That's something that I need to heal within myself. And my understanding has always been that once it heals within me, then anybody can say anything. And if I'm healed, I'm not going to get triggered. Then I can just be the receptor, I can just hear and listen to whatever is being said or expressed or done, and it won't matter. It'll be just simply, it'll just simply be okay. Like just divine, I can just be divinely neutral about anything and everything. And that's kind of the place or the space that I, I want to be at. That's the place that I, um, I've always wanted to be at. So yeah, I do you. appreciate the counterpoint, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this is great dialogue. <laughs> I, I, would, I would offer for me that, that, that when there is that distinction, that ultimately that serves me. And you've described that as well, Judy, that it serves you as well in, mm-hmm. in our are continually, continuously unfolding what we've held, what we've, <laughs> excuse me, what we have used to keep us special. <laughs> yeah. yes. I heard the held. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Oh, wow, I just feel like a great weight has been lifted. I don't even know why or how or whatever, but man, I just wanted to share that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
great dialogue going on here. Open dialogue. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. How willing are you to allow yourself to be fully who you are in the present moment in the company of those with whom you gather? Really oh, that's deep. another goal. <laughs> yeah. Fully. Yeah. Well, I, I do know that um, being authentic is so, again, that's another one of my uh, little pets, you know, like everything else I've just expressed. Like being authentic is really, really um, important to me. I don't ever want to be a mm-hmm. phony or, or, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to, I don't want to come from a place that isn't real. So. It's letting the God down, letting the shield that, you know, that. Oh, yeah. You know, we put up to, you know, protect ourselves, you know, our personal self. I'm talking about those uh, things that have gathered in my humanness over the years. Hide this, hide that, protect you, don't lose this, you know, the shield. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. I, I don't want it. Allow, bring those shields down and be fully exposed to the truth of who you are. And if you know the truth of who you are, it's okay. But if you're still hiding, hiding those inhibitions, those fears, those doubts, those criticisms, whatever, mm-hmm. it's hard to be in the present moment. I agree. With the yeah. I, I have an opportunity coming up. I'm sorry for if I'm interrupting. I I, I can wait. Okay. No, no go ahead. ahead. Yeah. Paul, if, if you wanted to finish what you were starting no, no, to say. No, no, no. It's all right. I think I've said it all. It's all right. Please continue. Okay. Yeah, in line with this question, I, I have an opportunity that's cropping up for me. Um, and just to give you some background, the start of my awakening process began when I was involved in men's groups. Um, and... Within the men's groups, I began to, I, I, I started those and realized that I, I live my life in competition with every man that there is around. And, <laughs> and, and, and I, I saw that, that that is a large, large condition here within, within our country, perhaps within the world. As, as it is. And out of these men's groups, I began to develop relationships with brothers in groups of men that I'm involved with, that I've been involved with. So, um, and in some cases, these groups would meet on a weekly basis to, and, and you'll get a kick out of this, we'll meet and we'll gather together and topics such as who you're dating or what movie did you see last or what, what, what sporting event is going on aren't even topics that come up. <laughs> Instead, it's more about what's going on for us in our lives as, as men, as individuals, and what can we do to support one another. So this, this, was, this was began, or this, I think, was so key in my direction, my evolving or unfolding as what's happened over the years. Now, I haven't been involved in a men's group like this um, 
for a number of years now, actually, since I came back out here to California. And uh, I've now gotten involved with a large group that meets uh, on a monthly basis, but I, and I would, um, I would, I join them in Zoom since I'm not local to where they are. But more to the point of these men's groups, there's a group normally anywhere from like four to ten men that meet on a weekly basis to support one another with whatever matters are going on. And um, so I, in the organization that I've gotten involved with, I've been invited to come and join one of these men's groups for about four sessions, four weeks. Um, they meet on Zoom, uh, although for the most part they're up in the Bay Area of California. But um, they meet in, on Zoom. And I've had enough exposure with them for about the last year or so to recognize a lot of the familiar tenants that were there within the men's group that that are there to support men, but they they look at it from that perspective of supporting men. And and I know I'm I'm rambling on a bit about this, but I'm looking forward to being involved with this group. Uh, it's going to start in a couple weeks, and uh, during that time, bring this presence into that group. I've had some interactions with some men within that larger organization over the last several months that I've found myself being open, open-hearted, uh, more so than ever before. And I'm going to be curious about just seeing how this unfolds, see how, how I am able to be in that presence or in that state in my contributing or sharing with others um, or speaking of my observations that I'm seeing going on for others. Uh, so I'm going to have that opportunity because they are, they're not, this is a more secular organization. Yes, there are, there are ministers, there are uh, spiritual people involved in the group at large. Uh, the overall group is about 140 men. Um, but for the most part, there's, there's, there, there's more secular-oriented uh, just in, let's say, our human separated state as, as what they're used to doing and working with, with one another and supporting one another. So with all that being said, <laughs> I'm going to be, I, I'm looking forward to connecting with them, spending time with men and giving and receiving from them in these weekly group, these week, weekly meetings, and just watch what unfolds as a result of that. So that, that's question 20 oh, for paragraph 24. That's my opportunity coming up for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Bill. That is going to be absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's going to be absolutely amazing. What opportunities you are going to have. Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Bill, yeah. how much time has elapsed since the last time you met with this group? How much time has elapsed? 
Um, I'm sorry? When was the last was that time you met with this group? Yeah. Oh. We're at 9.15, aren't we? No, no, you're not hearing my oh, question. No. When, what was, uh, what, how much time has lapsed between you, this, the meeting of, with this group? How long ago? Oh, a couple of weeks. Uh, that'll be uh, the 21st of February. No. When's the last time you met with this group? I guess the first, first question, Bill, was have you ever met with this group before? Yes, he said he was involved with them years ago, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when was that? I was actually actually part of the founder of of this program back in 1990, all right? Oh, okay. Now, of the the group that I'm going to be involved with, there's one man, the leader of that group, who knows me from the past. I was very Mm -hmm. active with them up until I moved to San Diego in 2002. Well, that's what I'm um, but, saying. So much time has passed from then until oh, yeah. now. That's what from I'm that saying. From yes, that group. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. So from that's me. what's going to make it interesting because you are definitely not the same man you were yeah. in 2002. And in I'm terms really of these, not the same man I met eight years ago and nine years ago or whenever. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been over 20 years to, mm-hmm. for involvement in these groups like this with this community. Yeah. Uh, so. Be interesting. I'd like to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> you feel a fem- you'll feel a little feminine uh, energy in the room. <laughs> I'm a more than masculinity. <laughs> That's what you need. You need women in this group. Certainly recognize that that the role of these this men's group is to empower men in their relationships, be it be it intimate relationships, i.e. with Wait. their wives or their, their girlfriends or their other other men, whoever it may be. Uh, That's quite a strong that, word. Empower. Wouldn't that be to blend? That sounds so like masculine. I have to empower. <laughs> That's like Superman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Many years put to it, but I hear it differently. You know, it's still that I, me, man, me, Tarzan, you, Jane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm being silly. It's getting later and later. <laughs> That's all right. Enlight- Maybe the word is enlighten. How about that? How about to enlighten how to deal with wives and situations, you know, relationships? Okay. Try that. Paula, could you ask that again or what, or stay what you were just observing, please? No, when you, when you said the word to empower these men through their relationships with wives and whatever relationships. And I said, why not eliminate, change the word empower to enlighten? Yep. Good point. Yeah. That certainly is, is, is certainly more appropriate. 
Yeah. In the you know, masculine say, jargon, with, with, mm-hmm, yeah. in the masculine jargon, so to speak, that that empower I, I'd see is there, but it ultimately is for people, men to and and their partners have mm-hmm. more loving, more complete, more cooperative yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, empowering. It sounds like it's going to be like, you know. A masculine for domination, domination, where enlightenment is more loving and caring and softer, you know, and that's that's really what's good, you know, because I, going through Marari, you know, that book about coming of the feminine, the blending with the masculine and the feminine, that's what's happening, and that's what these men's groups should be doing now, enlightening to the fact that there's a blending of masculine energy and feminine energy. Not, you know, what has been going on for centuries, the masculine domination. Look what it has done to. Now it's enlightenment to be more, bring out their more feminine feminine side. We all, you know, both. We all have both within. Mm -hmm. So that to me would be a better way to go. I mean, that's... That's the words I would use. I would eliminate in power. From my introduction into this work or these groups, that Mm -hmm. has been a key, a key objective, a key goal of of the enhancement of relationships and not from the standpoint of power or dominion or domination over another, but instead... Um, as a partnership. In fact, in fact, um, uh, the organization that I started with this formed a, had a group um, for for women, and mm. the women found that they needed the support of the men going through similar programs yep. for them to make their relationships work. It is the time of the blending of the masculine and the feminine. Feminine is well. We are symbols. Mm -hmm. The masculine and the feminine in the world, what we call males and females, or men and women, are merely symbols of the true unity that we hold within ourselves. Each individual has both qualities within themselves, and what we're striving for is a blending of those qualities within ourselves. Thank and you. therefore Thank bring you. it out. Yeah, blending. bring it out That's in the bring, Yes, yes. Blending mm-hmm. within ourselves. Within ourselves. There's no, absolutely no question of, there's no question yeah. of power or dominance. It's simply when we, when I, okay, I'll just speak personally because that's how I was taught just to speak from what I'm, I'm aware of or what I know. And I know that um, if I blend or when I blend both the masculine and the feminine within me, I feel more balanced. I feel more balanced. There are some situations in which sometimes the, the, the masculine energy that I possess within myself will come out. And there are some times where I'm, I'm just completely, the feminine will come out. But it's a blending of the two within me so that I don't come across completely as, as you know, all feminine or all masculine. There's a blending within me so that I possess both of them, and they're blended equally within me. There's a balance. There's a wholeness that occurs. 
within two, us when we blend have, it to. Yeah, but that what? has to happen into the into the consciousness of what has been the centuries with the the masculine domination. Uh, the I agree. Centuries. So now yeah, well, don't forget we played a part too. We played a part too. We, we let it happen. Well, but that was all part of it, but now it's the blending. There shouldn't yes, be feminine, no other masculine. It should be a blending exactly. of both. Exactly and that's right. Happened. Yep. I think that's beautiful. I love it. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And, and recognize that I agree with what you were saying, Judy, and recognize that my involvement in this group has brought me to a place where I would want to be a minister in a church that was predominantly women. Mm-hmm. And that I've been in, in relationships, in, in a cooperative, supportive relationship with many as a result of this. Um, it's all part of that. And recognizing, yes, the masculine and the feminine exist within every one of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in order to bring the balance into the world that um, I know for my part, the only thing I can do is work on the blending within myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So i got to start yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Well, for me, that's the only place I can start. <laughs> yeah, we're coming down to the hour, and I'm really fading. And I'm, I'd like to just close and read part 25 just to sum up what we have read. And we will read it next week and discuss it. But just as a closing, allow me to read this to what we just, the discussion, the reading, the answer of the question. And it goes on to say, these are serious questions and negative responses to them are not meant to be denied. The mountaintop dialogue may begin but may not be completed without discovering within yourself and another, the ability to be clear pools or spacious selves without boundaries. This is Hmm. a monumental task that cannot be approached through hard work or effort as such will begin breaking your attachment to hard work and effort. You must practice this, this way of ease in order to discover the ease that will flow from the breaking of your attachment to hard work and effort. Your attachment to purpose and goals is the same attachment, an attachment to striving, a denial of your accomplishment. So I'm going to leave you with those words. We'll discuss it next week. We take that into what he's telling us. So I want to say goodnight to all. Thank you, Paula. Dialogue. The mighty three <laughs> and four. Good night, Miguel. <laughs> and five. Good night. And five. Good night, Miguel. Good night, Bill, Gloria, and Paul. I love you guys. Yes. I really do. Take care and be well. Thanks, oh, everyone. Good. Yeah, thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you for Bye-bye. being here. I greatly appreciate it. That's a to all of you. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you. Thank you. Hasta mañana. Yeah. Hasta mañana. Bye bye. Good night. Love to all. Bye bye. Bye bye.